You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for doing. And we are here doing the After Buzz TV After Show for Dexter, Season 7, Episode 4, Run. Very simple. <laughs> Very simple, but it makes sense. Um, I am your fill-in host for the evening, Anna Koppel, here with me tonight. And I'm JJ Jurgens. I'm Stephen Lemieux. And over here on the couch, Sean Overman. And in studio with us tonight also, we have a very special guest. I'm Dana L. Wilson. Hello. Hey. <laughs> welcome. And Dana, uh, tell us why you're here. I'm here because I happen to be on season seven of Dexter. I play a detective. Her name is Detective Angie Miller. And, uh, and it's very generous of you to come. We're very happy that you're here. Thank so. you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, you guys. And if you're paying attention out there, you made your debut tonight. Right? I, oh, well, I Before, was on this episode, really? but I actually made my debut in 701, first episode <laughs> yeah. of the season. Oh. Hello. But tonight was a little meaty piece of <laughs> Andy <laughs> Miller. She's been around. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tonight we're going to continue talking about the relationship between Deborah and Dexter. We're going to get into Isaac and the Russians and Victor and uh, what did what did it? Masuka say he said it was a uh, white Russian on ice. White yeah. Russian on ice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into the, the white Russians on ice, and um, and we'll also talk about Speltzer, who was our main guy tonight. So, uh, so let's get into it. Uh, that scene with Deb in the bathtub. I, there's so many callbacks to season four, mm-hmm. the season. Yeah. With Trinity. With in Trinity, yes, and Deb is obviously still having these sort of. In my opinion, these in love feelings, because even though she's in this bathtub full of blood, she sees Dexter in this, you know, tux, will you, and she has the wedding ring on, Mm. and she's asleep, so this is a dream slash nightmare, but kind of like a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like the blood obviously symbolizes she's she's terrified of what's going on with the whole Dexter being a killer and whatnot, and the will you be mine thing it's it's so it's back to those feelings that she has for dexter those romantic feelings right Mm -hmm. and also when she was interviewing speltzer when she was trying to get the confession out of him she brings up incest Mm. when she it was this really creepy conversation about his mom and you know where she put her mouth and the same mouth that she put on you but you kind of liked it didn't you you kind of wanted it like Gross, Deb. Gross. <laughs> like, and we all we all know from like an interrogation perspective, she was just doing that to get a rise out yeah. of him. Yeah. 
She's good at it. Yeah, definitely. Like something to think about with Deb, too, when I think about uh, that scene in the bathtub. You know, for her, really, it's been practically overnight that she was in love with her brother and then finds out he's the serial killer. Mm -hmm. That's a whole lot to deal with. Right. She didn't quite have time to digest her in love feeling. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, because she was on her way to tell him. Right. And then discovers that he's a serial killer. Yeah, she might need to book a few more sessions (laughs) with therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Not latest. Yeah. You're so right. And I just, because last season she was going to therapy regularly. What happened to her therapist? This might be a good time to go. I would think so. I think if I found out, yeah, then I might be like, okay, I need to call him back. Man, what? Yeah, poor Deb. Um, so the other, well, I guess this is more of a Speltzer conversation. Just kidding. Uh, so then at uh, the end of the episode, Dexter like invites Deb to view the burning. View the burning. The burning. Oh, we'll get into that later. The cremation. But. Uh, the incineration. There's a, there's a great uh, there's a great line at the end that talks about his whole plan for Deb, and it's when he's like, maybe our relationship can rise from your ashes, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it's very symbolic, especially when they're in the car, and it just seems like a very intense romantic moment, like sitting in the I car, know. looking up at the smoke. That's Speltzer. You're like, yeah. Because yeah. We, we've all had those intense romantic moments in the car, right? <laughs> yeah, we've all like, we sat in the have. car. Yeah, so. Especially Best crematoriums. Especially, yeah. Some of my best times, I can tell you their names. <laughs> You're getting creepier and creepier, I just want to tell you, as I get to know you. She just she just says that because I wanted Dexter to put him into the flames alive. Sorry. That is not the only reason why I say that, just for the record. It's the only reason that we can broadcast. One of them. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, so then, but in the car, Deb says, did you do this for me? Like, it was some oh. romantic gesture, mm-hmm. right? And he says no, but then they just kind of sit there, like, breathing deeply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so weird. Now, I wonder if he said no, because she she kind of wanted, that was the answer she expected from him to say no, because she knows he wanted to kill him. But at the same time, isn't he really doing it for both? Yeah, I, I kept saying, I was like chanting, I was like, say for us, 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 say for us. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that he did, he wanted, what, requote that. Oh, <laughs> maybe our relationship can rise from our ashes. Right, so he did it for them. Yeah. I think, too, mm-hmm. it's like, he, we all know Dexter has this uncontrollable urge. And he's wanted to kill Spelter since he invited Deb to that bar last week. Right. But I definitely think he obviously invited her so that she could share in this because he Mm -hmm. knows how much she wanted him punished as much as he did, just in a different tactic. But what's really interesting is that even though he went about it his way, it brought so much relief to her, too. Yeah, and you you could really see him enjoying the fact that he could tell that she was relieved, and that was a moment I saw in the car where he was, you know, judging her face so intensely, and he could tell that she actually enjoyed the fact that she was seeing his ashes coming up out in the sky. I love the uh, the moment between them when she, after she saw him at the funeral, saw Speltzer at the funeral, and she talks, it's like, I just wanted to kill him, and he just goes like, And that that even, yeah, made her upset. So, and we are seeing Deb question herself and her character and asking, she says, well, what does that make me? And he says, human. So, and I think that's also a callback to Dexter has always called himself a monster, but through the seasons has started to question himself and question Harry. 
And maybe Dexter's beginning to think that he's human and not a monster. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like it. I like it, too. Um, I wanted to actually go back a little bit in the episode and talk about how right after the interrogation, the, the successful that interrogation that Deb had with Speltzer, and she got that reaction out of him, you know, that very mm-hmm. emotional reaction. Right afterwards, they went outside. Dexter's congratulating her, right, on, like, a job well done. You nailed him. And then she starts interrogating him right afterwards and she's revealing emotions from him it took her a while right mm. when she was questioning him about trinity and whatever and then that's where he blurbed it out mm-hmm. you know he he gave a genuine response which is pretty cool you know and it's it showed his emotions as well so that was an interesting <laughs> parallel between the two interrogations and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because this is the first time where we've seen well to me this is the first time I've seen Dexter be a little delusional about it. Like, he seems a little bit crazy. He's like, I'm in control. I'm in total control. Mm-hmm. Of everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, yeah I'm in, that's <laughs> I what he said. It. I'm in control of, of everything. And he's not. And you can't be. You can't be. Nobody can be in control of everything. Mm-hmm. That's what a crazy person says. Yeah, I agree with you. That moment, I think, was probably the most out of control that, yeah. you know, we've it's seen right. him in a while, too. So it was right. very interesting. Did, did he say that before or after the maze? I can't remember. It was before. before. It was before, and that's yeah. that's great too because like I am in control of everything, and then suddenly he loses all of the control. But right. to this point, even those moments when he does lose control, he he's got every reason to convince himself that he does have control because he got out of the maze and he did get Speltzer, mm-hmm. and he's he you know this far into it he's still going without anyone knowing so right that's true except for his sister that lady (laughs) when they were in the whole maze that was a really interesting maze and when he gets down to the area where there's mannequins and it's just like oh where is he you know could spell to be hidden among these and it it completely well i'm pretty sure it's more with steven and me but it reminded me of batman begins you guys remember that (laughs) ninja scene that was kind of like halfway through the movie where they're like moving around and you can't Mm -hmm. tell where like the bad guy is in it because he's dressed like a ninja too Mm -hmm. reminded me of that scene yeah i can definitely see that i mean if we're if we're making references to what things remind me of like i'd say when i first saw the title i was just like breaking bad Run! I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, off topic. But uh, no, between like Dexter and Deb, uh, I think it's really interesting because I haven't seen a show. I haven't seen a show use a relationship between two people and have a bargaining chip be actually somebody's life, which is the Speltzer in this case. Like Dexter wants him, Deb wants him, but Dexter is giving him to like as a gift, and in the end, he's even giving it to her as a gift because he still took him. But it's a gift that they both can enjoy. So it's really weird that I just honestly haven't seen that before. Yeah. It's a good point. He let her view the outcome, which was really cool. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't invite her to watch. I really thought he'd be like, Deb would just like show up while he's tied to the table. Like, this is how I do it, Deb. Mm. To not, show the impaling. I'm not sure that she's ready for yeah, that. I was just going to say, that's a pretty big jump. No, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a couple more episodes. <laughs> Maybe. I hope that does happen, honestly. But... Anyway, uh, so we have some uh, some uh, people who <laughs> I was going to mention that Deb. I'm going to go back to the point that I'm so articulate right now, guys. Uh, go back to the point that Deb had brought up incest, and one of our YouTube listeners, watchers, fans had said that it's not incest because they're not related. And I think that we we know that, but it's still like incestuous 
So I just want to like throw that out there. Well, actually, when we were off air, uh, Dana, you brought up a really good point. Like we were discussing, is it incest or not? You know, and it was like in one of the earlier seasons, right? Yeah. Not not necessarily season one or season two, but it was like it was yeah, somewhere I, somewhere in the middle. Like I think about season three, it was insinuated that Harry. Um, remember Dexter's mom, she was an informant. Right. Mm-hmm. And Harry and her had a relationship. She w- he was like the cop to her, to her like, uh, you know. She was a snitch. Yeah, she was a snitch, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, sort of, it sort of was insinuated that the two of them got together and he could have possibly been Dexter's dad. Right. So. But, but it was then, but it wasn't because season one with the ice truck killer who oh. turned out to be Brian they went and like Dexter's dad had died they went and cleaned out the house together yeah, just, so but it is still incestuous i think that there can be many well growing growing up with her as his sister it's like they are brother and sister right mm-hmm. so it's just incest doesn't have to be a relation as opposed to it's the definition of in well i guess not the definition That's a tough call, there's, though. there's yeah different yeah i guess i don't know it's very incestuous though to have a brother and sister grown up that way to be lusting after each other. And quite honestly, if you're the type of person that can justify being a serial killer, you can justify <laughs> being a relationship <laughs> yes. with yes. a woman you grew up with as your sister, but is it really your sister? Yeah, it's true. Well, she doesn't have any luck because Dexter apparently likes blondes. <laughs> that, that's also true. Yes. That's also true. Let's remember that all these, all of these feelings are one-sided. So it's, it's mm-hmm. Deb that's feeling all this, and she hasn't even told Dexter yet. Mm-hmm. Right. One-sided, although he does, he, he you don't hear him mention love very often. You know, he had a really hard time falling in love with Rita to begin with. And he really comes out with, like, in this episode and tells Deb that he loves her, you know. So, I don't know. It, it might be borderline for him in some areas with Deb and his relations, you know, his feelings for her. I'm, well, after buzzers, if you have any opinions on this, please uh comment rate and comment on itunes and youtube uh you know give us five stars even if you hate us <laughs> uh and you know five stars if you love it five stars if yeah, you hate it yeah we, we run on a five star system we, we're on a five star system uh you know you can be like hey these people suck but still give us five stars uh you know gives us a little bit more visibility and tell a friend Tell a friend. Tell multiple it friends. It takes some yeah. minutes. friends. It, it, yeah, it does. It takes almost no time. There's a podcast app you can download for free as well. Organizes your podcast. It's super simple. So. Absolutely. Actually, today I was checking out the uh, the iTunes, and I saw us like when you type in Dexter, mm-hmm. and you see us as being the noteworthy podcasts for Dexter, which is pretty hey. neat. There's obviously yeah. yeah. Obviously, there's the Showtime ones, and there's the one that features Jennifer Carpenter. But then there's additional ones, and we're on there within like the top five. That's so, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Well. Uh, so we had some resolution with uh, Isaac. Wait, I'm sorry. The gentleman who, uh, Victor, 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 Victor Baskov, man, Victor we, fi- Baskov. we finally had some sort of resolution with Victor. This bartender was thrown 
I mean, he's more than thrown under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like such I a nice guy, too. <laughs> hey, man, here's a minefield. Can you just walk through that for us? <laughs> it was not even that. It was please shoot yourself in the head uh, or we're going to shoot you in the head. <laughs> Those are the options. I would have needed more than one shot of alcohol. <laughs> right? Like, keep, yeah. that, keep pouring that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> back, just give me the bottle. <laughs> you take the shot glass back. They didn't even do a shot with him. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> how rude. <laughs> Let him get hammered first. That's not cool. So, oh. and it looks like there's going to be another storyline with Quinn as a dirty cop. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was, there was a, well, we know that first when, you know, Quinn's already a little bit testy before from previous seasons, you can tell. But with uh, the first time that, what's the guy who owns the nightclub's name? Do you remember, Sean? Or I actually have been thinking about that and rattling my brain about it. Me too. I Dana? Is it, I forget it as well. Yes. I forget the character's name. <laughs> is it not Isaac? No, no, Isaac's no. Isaac's no. the main guy with yeah. the gray hair. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about the... dark hair guy. Isaac's like the CEO. Um, I'm okay. talking about the guy who said, we will throw your family in the river and feed them to the sharks. Okay. That guy. But um, no, he who was... Who knows Quinn from before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When Quinn first saw him, he was like, oh, this guy again. And he mentioned something about... This this guy was a jerk back then. He's now he's now a dirty jerk now. So apparently Quinn had probably accepted some bribes from him earlier in his career, especially when the guy says something about like walks up to him and puts it fairly bluntly. Um, Give me a number. Give me a number. Uh, Leave your car unlocked. Mm -hmm. Like the old days. Yeah, like the old days. Remember before uh, Quinn came to homicide with Dexter and the crew, he used to work uh, Miami narcotics. Yes. Narcotics. Mm-hmm. And what was go- part of his storyline when he first came in is there was um, a woman, I think she was from like HR or something, I don't remember, but she was trying to, she was trying to prove that he had uh, done dirty deeds when he was in narcotics. That never came out, but now it certainly is rolling over hmm. to this storyline. Well, that, that definitely, I didn't think about that, but that definitely makes sense because they're doing heroin smuggling. They are working in narcotics. This mm-hmm. guy... I'm sure this guy was from narcotics earlier, like, selling drugs and stuff. So that actually makes a lot of sense. Did anybody think that Quinn was going to last this long throughout the no. series? <laughs> Honestly, I do they just was... think he's pretty enough? He's so tan. <laughs> 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 Remember, that's what Dexter said, like, yeah. when, when Quinn first, like, made his emergence in the series. He's so tan. <laughs> it is, it is Miami. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is tan. And the lady lover that he is, he's got to yeah. keep himself together, oh, you know? Of course. <laughs> well, they don't have many char- They don't really have any other characters like Quinn in the series. That's why I think they kept him along so long. Because, I mean, can you look at anyone else in the series who's like the ladies' man or the dirty right. cop kind of thing? They don't really have anyone. Batista is like... He was kind of a ladies' man for a few seasons. Batista, yeah. I mean, he's he has the, his... like, eye candy kind of, mm-hmm. you know? He's got yeah, his lovable much. moments. <laughs> he was going through some stuff for a while, but he wasn't, you know, the ladies' man. I think he was just getting drunk and making mistakes. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Quinn is, Quinn is the quintessent... Oh, there you go. Oh, nice mm, yeah. pun. Uh, anyway, Do Quinn, it. Wah, wah, wah. Finish it off. <laughs> he is the quintessential... <laughs> Cop, like just the Bronx cop that's the guy who is under the radar but does the kind of shady deals. He's the ladies' man. He's never on, he's never on the up and up, mm-hmm. but you can't hate him. Actually, I wanted to uh, t- 
talk about that. It's it was well done in this episode where they showed the differences between Quinn and Batista in their investigative styles. That was really cool. It's like one one guy is using all the evidence to fit the crime. He's like, oh, okay, this fits in how this preconceived notion of what happened was. Okay, with the guy, you know, offing himself pretty much the way that Isaac intended. But then Batista, he's looking at the bigger picture, and he's analyzing it in a totally different way, veteran cop status, saying this smells like a setup. Well, and it speaks to what you were saying, that he, that he's not on the up and up. It's like, let's just get out of here so I can yeah. go and do some blow and hookers. Yeah. And uh, and Batista, yeah, is he's a good cop and looks at the the bigger picture. He looks at the whole story. I totally agree. This is, I've always actually kind of liked Quinn, and I thought, yeah, he's kind of an F up, but I kind of, <laughs> earlier I said I wouldn't mind if him and Deb, you know, got back together. <laughs> but I got to say, in this episode, it turned for me out that this time that that whole scene just to me made me see made him seem like a stupid cop to me because i'm like that's just too easy he really was just falling for it all and i felt the same way like he just wants to get out of there get done and and this was a fellow cop too you'd think you would be a little more intense about the investigation if it was one of your own and then that he's just like sleeping with you know a stripper it's like come on so i lost some quinn respect (laughs) well of course you lose the respect he was because when batista's like let's go back to the club he's like no not tonight yeah because kaj is working or was it Nadia or Kaj? Nadia. Nadia. It's like, Nadia. Nadia's working. I don't want to go to the club because I don't want to shut down the club because Nadia's working. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, Quinn. Yeah. He's definitely, yeah. priorities. his priorities are all mixed yeah. up right now. They, right now, they've always been a little bit mixed <laughs> up. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, so we also, we saw Isaac go into Victor's uh, apartment, mm-hmm. which was trashed. I'm a little bit confused on that. Why was the apartment... Well, the cops were there. There was an it's investigation. A it was a frisking of the apartment. Got it. Okay. That Okay. Um, and so then, what's the assumption that Isaac is now... That he's Victor's father? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's okay. definitely, what, obviously, something there. We saw them in that picture together. We saw how Isaac reacted to... In his alone time. Because, uh, you know, every single time we've seen Isaac even talk about Victor or the subject of avenging there's been it's been really uh, professional and having to do with work and we saw him saw that there's a personal connection there maybe they're lovers why was that picture hidden that's what oh. i was thinking too i was thinking what if the turn comes to that that would be a twist yeah, just they're... because isaac dresses that well <laughs> yeah. he is quite stylish he is very good looking men's man. warehouse no, but really why was the picture hidden i mean if they're father and son why is that why does it because it can lead it could be a illegitimate child that's what i was thinking (laughs) also isaac is the leader of this uh international heroin drug trade so Uh, it's not like he probably wants his pictures up you know anywhere yeah right i must say saying that i did not think of that though like i was definitely thinking the whole father-son thing but after you say that it makes a lot of sense that it would be those two kind of as lovers because Isaac or Victor seemed a little older as well, and that w- that would be a good twist because that would explain all of it. Yeah. I'm going with father son. Still, really? right. you know what? Yeah, we'll see. So you you're the one who said the that it would be lover thing, right? That you're was me. I'm going with you on that. All right. Yeah, that's prediction. a great My prediction. My money's on that. Mm-hmm. That all is right. a great prediction. <laughs> I'm staying neutral. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I did I did really like that whole how they how they sequenced the scenes in that uh in that event because right we go right from Dexter's apartment talking about Harrison like 
all the decisions I make are for my son. All the decisions mm-hmm. I make, I will do anything for my son. And then as soon as that scene is over, it goes into vis- uh, Isaac finding the picture of Victor and breaking down in tears, into tears. Everything I do is for you. Yeah. It's like comparing the two, especially one cold-blooded killer with another cold-blooded killer and the people that they care about. And I liked how uh, earlier in the episode they had, uh, it's like, well, you know this Dexter guy, I can just off him, right? It's like, no, I'd like to have a talk with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I think I said that last week where I think they're not going to just kill Dexter. They're going to, they appreciate a killer, but it looks like now they're going to really be battening down the hatches to take him out. Well, and two, as we saw in the in the introduction for uh, the next episode, as of right now, Isaac feels like it is Miami Metro that has plotted and killed Victor mm-hmm. in in uh, for for one reason or another. But I mean, he he knows it's Dexter's boat, and he knows that's where Isaac got dropped off of. I mean, Victor got dropped off of, but. He, he with uh, with Lewis having worked at the department and Dexter working at the department. He thinks maybe the department is it's a dirty department and they're all plotting against his, you know, his business. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And some, somebody so. predicted that very early in the series. <laughs> Who is that? Good prediction, Who Anna. That? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, so, listen, folks. Uh, Fall is a great season for television. (laughs) (laughs) Just throwing that out there. Uh, Tonight alone, uh, I'm watching Dexter, and I'm talking about it here. And later tonight, I'll be watching Revenge and talking about it here. Mm. JJ, I know you're doing Doing 666, which follows your revenge. And And then also uh, Nashville on Wednesday nights, which is a lot of fun. And you'll hear me randomly engineering some of the shows. I'm going to go home. I'm going to watch Boardwalk Empire, Homeland, and Once Upon a Time. And we have after shows for all of those. And basically, if, if it's a TV show... We have an after show for it. So, you know, tune in. Tune in. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Just just saying. So, uh, I really want to talk about Speltzer. I've been itching to do it this whole time. (laughs) Just itching. So, I kind of thought Speltzer was going to be around much longer. I did too. Yeah. (laughs) I was hoping he wasn't. Mm. No. Yeah. You wanted to see him incinerated. (laughs) Alive. Alive. (laughs) I didn't think it would go that way to the cremation. But I, I didn't I, either. I felt like he was going to be wrapped up within this episode. Yeah, it, it, I don't think they could have taken that storyline any further just because I honestly thought that, uh, what's his name, uh, the the guy who was the boyfriend of the woman who Dexter's kind of after now. Oh, Randall. Randall, yeah. I kind of thought Randall would be a, a lot, lot around a lot longer, even more so than even that episode. Because I know he was only around for that, but I thought he would be going to another episode if he didn't die at the end of the episode. But no, Spelter didn't have much to do aside from bringing Dexter and Deb together. Which he was a good tool for. He was a good tool. He put the tool in good tool. Yes. <laughs> Spelzer was vicious, and and mm-hmm. one way or another, that man needed to be stopped. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he, he was. I mean, he was so. He was so, like, unabashed about it, showing up at that funeral mm-hmm. outside in broad daylight, smiling at the casket and Deb. Yeah. You know. So I liked him because I think you like, hated him so much. It was fun to have a good, like, villain, a good, yeah. and a scary, you know, yeah. killer. When yeah. he was in this little... He reminded me yeah. of the Queens of the Stone Age video. No, are you talking about that robot thing? No, no, no. no. I'm talking about... Uh, no one knows. It's got like a minotaur dude. Oh, <laughs> I was okay. like, oh, oh I got you. But uh, no, it's it was 
he was definitely intimidating. Did you get to work with uh, that actor very much no. on set? Oh. But the guy who plays Belton? Yeah. No, not at all. Oh, I no. was going to ask stuff about him. I wanted to see how much of a nice guy he is in person. Even <laughs> even in the scene where we're watching the footage of him being arrested from the police uh, police car camcorder, that I didn't even know who he was then because it's just a you know green screen that we're all watching and reacting to. <laughs> But now that I've seen the episodes, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is intense. <laughs> Just intense. Well, we'll find him and tweet him and hope that he'll talk to us. So I'm sure he's a sweetheart in person. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll try to kill us. Who knows? What, what did you think of that? That was a very Law & Order-esque writing for the Miranda Wright being effed up. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to say they had Speltzer in there many times before. They've been trying to catch this guy for a while. Why wasn't that brought up? Obviously, he knows his Miranda rights. He's yeah. been through this before mm-hmm. just because he was he may have been concussed that one time. I mean, come on. Well, they have his mm-hmm. another thing that kind of confused me is they have his confession. Right. Mm-hmm. And they talk about that being thrown out of court. But did they not search the RV? No, but see, the thing is that it comes from the fruit of the poison tree doctrine. Okay, so if it starts with the Miranda, if the Miranda was incorrectly done, then everything that follows that gets thrown out of court. I know, but... Even because that would lead to searching his RV, which is, what, his home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so they Everybody's didn't... Everybody's, like, judging oh. his home. <laughs> but still, I just it, I just think it's lazy, lazy, be, well, I don't know, because they would have had the earrings and evidence or something, but I guess they have to give everything back to him, right? Mm. Ugh. But, again, first of all, I think they could have made a case for police brutality more than anything. Yeah, and, like, I thought that's... Yeah. yeah, I thought that's what, where that was going. But uh, I don't understand why... They couldn't have brought up all those other cases. How many times have they been in before? Yeah, like, is the judge really going to let... Ugh, I don't know. The law is the law, you know? And if he if he doesn't agree to having been read his rights, then the the bottom line is... I mean, that is that is what's so frustrating about that portion of the of the storyline is it's it's unfortunate, but to quote, it's the law. To quote Deb or LaGuardia, people slip through the cracks. Mm. Yeah. Buck the system. Buck the system. Hey. Hey. So Dexter made a promise to Deb that he would never make the same mistake as he did with Trinity. He said, I, w- I should have killed him the first time I saw him. And I promise you from this second forward, I'm never going to make the same mistake. And he made the exact same mistake. The exact same. So thoughts on that? What do, you, what do you mean by... By, by uh, showing his face to Speltzer... Fighting him, not killing him. He couldn't have killed him, though. That was not a good situation to kill him. Well, but it was the same mistake. I mean, he was just being, you know, it was it was risky. No, the, the, different, the difference, what he means in the Trinity case is he literally found Trinity, had the chance to get him, and decided to watch him for a very, very long time. A whole season-long mm-hmm. length of time. Exactly. I mean, this was more like... Dexter has to be careful. Like, if he just killed, if he killed Speltzer there, what kind of questions would be raised? Oh, we found a dead body in a warehouse. It's Speltzer. Oh, there's evidence from a lab tech here. Oh, he was just let free from the lab. That's not, I didn't think that was really a contradiction to the promise. Uh, But he wasn't being careful. You know, Speltzer's right there. He walks into his home. Spelzer could have easily seen him go in. It was- no, yeah, it's he was he was risky. Um, but there is that one thing though. He did kill Spelzer in the end. And what his what is his de- rule rules of Deb? That's true. He didn't call Deb mm-hmm. first. Exactly. He did break a promise. 
That's very true. Now, he said, I'm killing differently now, or things have changed. Um, I think I wrote down he's killing differently. I like the symbolism mm-hmm. and all that stuff with him and Harrison. Getting rid of Harrison's toys, and one of the only toys that Dexter has that are his trophies, the blood slides. I know, that's mm-hmm. a big yeah. deal. Yeah. He willingly got rid of those. Yeah. I honestly thought he was going to pull him out at like the last second. Watching that scene, it was like... Ugh. I was so happy to see those go because just all for all these years, I was like, "Come on, really?" I mean, <laughs> that air conditioner unit been, has been right there; they fit in there. I'm like, Dude, yeah, I, I, that was yeah. I, felt I great. feel like I've developed a bond with those guys <laughs> yeah. myself. I yeah. love that AC. I love the sound of those clinking. Yes, vibes. that you sound. You know, I just love it. I was sad to see them go. Like, Not the slides. I have opened my AC unit at home. Is there enough space in there to put slides in? No, no. Every, you guys. <laughs> Not for me. We're all creepier than on a first thought. Yeah, just check it. Hey, we all have that wall behind the door where we can kick in and find a go bag. I mean, what do you not? What is happening? The show is taking oh, a sudden You turn. have a dark passenger. Just, yeah, but it doesn't involve killing people. I just got my passport renewed. I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, all right. Does anybody have anything else to say about Speltzer? Speltzer. Well, let's do a Rest eulogy real quick. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. In tiny bits and particles of carbon. Yeah. yeah. What did you, what did you think of his, uh, his reaction to the interrogation? Did you think he lasted longer than you thought he would? Because yeah, he kind of he blew up with that, like, I should have killed you like I did those mm-hmm. other bitches. But, I mean, that would, I don't think that would ever happen. Really? Yeah. Because he's been through it so many times, I didn't think he yeah. would break that easily. Well, he's, he's on the roids again, you guys. Yeah. That's that's right. Right. <laughs> I, was, I thought he would last through the whole interrogation. It seemed yeah. like he'd been in that position before, clearly, with all the other women, mm-hmm. all the other cases, and he never cracked. I love Batista. Yeah, I agree. Batista's uh, tactic for the interrogation. Yeah. It was well done. The good, <laughs> good cop, bad cop thing. Yeah. 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 And he didn't it. even see it coming. And Deb did a great job when she got in there. Just like, you know, she started it out real easy. And then she whips out the picture of his mom. It's like, low blow. Yeah. yeah. But just watching Batista talk about Dan's like, yeah, and squawk, 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 squawk. Similar to that. There, there's, I'm, I'm loving the humor this year. Um, what I also loved, I think we all laughed, is when Speltzer does, you know, he's on the table and, and then oh, text yeah. her mocks him, which I can't say over and over on the air. Yeah. And he did the whole thing. Yeah, that was hilarious. And I'm really yeah. like, I'm really loving all these like uh, Dexter's characters. They're putting characters, the moments the, in. Yeah. yeah. All those colors. And it's, it's just really, really fun to watch. Dexter yeah. does have emotion. Yeah. <laughs> he has anger. He's got some rage in him. Yeah. He's got sarcasm. He does. Yeah. Uh, and I think everybody is firing on all cylinders this season, so. Definitely. Yeah. Should mm-hmm. be a good one. Mm-hmm. Are you firing on all four f- cylinders? Oh, I am. Yeah. All four. Tell us about it. Well, um, yeah, I'm I'm on Dexter all season long, which is amazing. It's such a, ama- it was an amazing opportunity to get to shoot this show with the entire cast. They're all wonderful, you know, on and off camera, behind and in front of camera. It's, it has been such an amazing and uh, great learning experience. And now I get to watch myself on Dexter every week, which is awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. It's such a big show. Yeah. So it must be great yeah. as an actor, too. It's, yeah, it's good. No, I was just going to say it is really great, you know, seeing seeing on every bus and every, all these billboards around town, seeing 
feeling the excitement come for this show and knowing that I'm a part of it is just such a wonderful experience, you know? You were telling a fun story earlier off the air about how, um, you know, what it was like when you got the call from your agent. Can you tell, talk to us about oh, that? Oh, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. I was actually out on an audition when I got a call from my agent telling me that uh, production is putting a pin in me, which for you, those of you who don't know means that they're, that you're you're past the audition stage and there's a chance they might want you, but they might have a pen in anywhere from, you know, three to six people. So I got a call that they said I had a pen in me and I was like, okay, Dana, don't freak out. It's just a pen. Just go home and, you know, at least you did a good enough job to get a pen in you. And I'm driving home from this audition. I literally go in my driveway, put my car in park and my phone rings again. And it's my agent, and I answer the phone, and he's like, so did you freak out after I told you you got a pin in you? And I'm like, I did have a mild freak out, but, you know, I'm holding it together. He's like, so you freaked out? I'm like, yeah, I freaked out. He's like, do you want to freak out more? <laughs> and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what, are you, what are you saying? What are you saying? And they're, they're like, he's like, do you want to freak out more? I'm like, yes. He's like, you booked it. I was like, oh, <laughs> can I Can I ask, what kind, of, what kind of audition process did they have for that role? Um, well, it was it's um, the casting office for um, Dexter is UDK, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great office, and and Sean Dawson's actually the head of um, casting Dexter, and this role that I went in for, it was uh, called a recurring role that uh, may recur all season and may have a storyline, may not, and it's cast all off tape. So I went to. UDK and went into Sean's office with him and his associate and got this really wonderful scene to work with. It was just, I mean, the writing on the show is it, I understand how on a great show you have to be grateful for the writers because they do a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah. And um, I did it with him. We did it a couple of times. He gave me a little direction. And then I left there like, okay, my job's done. And then everything behind the curtain that I don't know about happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So I got the call. Really cool. It's really a wonderful experience. What was it like when you were on set? Oh, goodness. The first day that I was on set, uh, the first scene I shot was with about, uh, it, was a, it was actually Mike Anderson's, um, Mike Anderson's crime mm-hmm. scene in the day. Mm-hmm. So it was about like um, 25 to 30 extras, all uh, police officers and such. And the like six series regulars and me the first day that I showed up I was like oh my god you know really just shaking in my boots on the inside but just trying to hold it together (laughs) and um you know it was it was really wonderful because they were all really warm and welcoming and really there to work it's it was the beginning of the season for them too so they're just back to work and uh it was great it was on location and it's everything an actor could possibly want out of a job. It really is. Uh, it was wonderful. And as I, the more I was there, the more I got to know everyone. And it really just started to feel like home, like second nature. Is this, the, uh, is this the first recurring, recurring role you've booked? This is the first recurring role I have booked. Yay! Congratulations. That's awesome. More to come. So, absolutely. <laughs> um, Dana, we were talking earlier that, um, about how funny you are. I'm hysterical. <laughs> I'm hilarious. So. Uh, so tell us about your web series. Well, um, I wrote a web series, uh, me and my friend, one of my best friends, a fellow actor, Dewan Johnson, we write together, and we were, uh, wrote a web series for the two of us because we actually do go out 
in the industry and in, uh, in terms of auditioning, we go out on a lot of dramatic material. So we wanted to, we love comedy and we're funny people. So we decided to write something funny for ourselves. Uh, it's actually called Mo The More, The Merrier. And um, it's about a newly equated black modern family stuck running a restaurant together. And I won't give much away, but I'll <laughs> tell you a little bit about how it starts. We have... Um, a brother and a sister that meet another brother and a sister and recognize that they're actually half-siblings when they meet for the very first time at their shared father's funeral. And it's a comedy. Nice. <laughs> Sounds very nice. Sounds hilarious. And then you also have, um, you're an environmentalist. Yes, avid. I am. Mm -hmm. Avid environmentalist. <laughs> um, and so you have a, a music video called Recycle It. Yes. <laughs> Can you rap for us? It's a rap. Do it's it. A rap. Will you rap for us? Can you Who's give us a beat, Marissa? A beat? I can't drop it. I'll, I'll, I'll just say, oh, whoa. I'll, I'll, I'm really no good at rapping. Dana, can you I'm rap? not doing that. Here we go. States. Here we go. Drop that Seriously? beat. Drop that she beat. My name is Dana. You can see me if you tune into After Buzz TV. I'm sitting here with some folks talking about Dexter. And that's all I got. <laughs> the guy bro, bro. You don't have to. Yes. <laughs> Dana, that was incredible. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I got to say, too, that on personal note, I knew Dana before just because Amazing. she is one of the best bartenders in the city. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, you're such stop. a sweetheart. And I just want to say that I'm really happy to see you. It's so fun to see you on Dexter and all the success that you're having. So I'm you are a sweetheart and really deserve it for, you know. Thank you, JJ. I was so yeah. excited when Anna invited me to come on and I found out who's hosting us. So I'm like, JJ? I know JJ. <laughs> JJ's one of my regulars. <laughs> you thought I'd be sitting here with a beer, didn't you, tonight? Half <laughs> of lemon, no orange lemon. Yes, thank you. Dana, thank you so much for joining us. It's really yes, been a course. pleasure. So. Thank you for having me, you guys. Of I really course. appreciate it. Uh, we're going to get into some news and gossip right now. Oh. Does anybody have any news and gossip? I do, but... Go for it. Shoot. Okay, well, um, there is a Dexter se Season 7 newspaper that updates every 12 hours, apparently. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's you go to, uh, the website is paper.li, and it has um, topic forums and videos and photos and all kinds of stuff. And they actually grabbed one of my tweets and posted it. So I feel Ooh, yeah. all kinds of special. Yay. Sweet. Uh, and then... <laughs> um, Jennifer Carpenter is co-starring in a role in uh, a film called Ex-Girlfriends. It was at the Austin Film Festival this weekend, and it will release November 27th on cable and broadband on demand everywhere from Comcast and Time Warner to iTunes and Amazon, who we're very <laughs> familiar with. Um, Jennifer Carpenter, again, uh, is is uh, participating in this 5K marathon. It's uh, Christy Charlington's, actually. It's a nonprofit organization called Every Mother Counts. And uh, it's an effort to... It's basically... 5K is less than the average distance that a pregnant woman in the developing world has to travel to get basic health care uh, for her baby and to for delivery. And that's, you know, a lot of women can't walk that far. Um, so it's uh, just an effort to raise awareness and... Uh, and maybe some money. So uh, it's really a good cause. Every mother counts. Look it up. Nice. And that's what I got. Anybody else? <laughs> Very good. News and gossip? No? Nothing. Okay, predictions. 
I love the lights, and I can see them so much better now from, from the couch. <laughs> Can't you? Well, as long as you're speaking, Sean, predict us. Well, predictions I got. Um, I kind of uh, felt like this was coming. You know, um, Isaac, he's going to be on Dexter's tail. He got a lot more info this episode. He got those case files pretty much filled with Dexter's info, cross-referenced with Lewis's info. And now he's got something. He's got something solid to move on Dexter. And I obviously, you know, from from the uh, the teaser we saw at the end of tonight's episode, we saw that he was sitting in Dexter's apartment. When is it going to happen? It's going to happen later in the season. You know, at least I would say maybe even as soon as next episode. Who knows? Who knows? Dana. <laughs> Predictions. I'm not going to have any. Because oh. I, I know some stuff, and I'm just going to stay out of it. All right. Fair enough. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a big one here. I'm, I'm about to lay a big one on you. All right. Deborah's going to kill Isaac. Whoa. <laughs> wow. It's mm, pretty big. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Deborah's going to kill Isaac while Isaac has Dexter strapped to a table. Uh, huh. Dexter. Yeah. That, that's going to happen. Where, where are you coming from right now? <laughs> right. I'm coming from right over here. Is like this it. in the book? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JJ. Uh, you know, I really have a big one today. I'm just really looking forward to the Hannah story a little bit. I'm ready to see how I think they're going to team up and do something. I, th- I think she's a lot more evil than her little sweet Whoa. face yeah. tries to act like she is. And I think yeah. she had a lot more to do with those killings than we think. So I think they're going to team up for some sort of... Fun action, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you Trouble. Think gonna, do, Trouble. do you think they're going to have a small killing spree and then get romantic, mm-hmm. and then who knows what's going to happen? He's going to kill. I her? do think they'll get romantic. Yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I I sort of mentioned earlier. I think that Victor and Isaac are actually lovers and not father and son. And I think that Deb is going to uh, be more involved in Dexter's killings. Did I you wanted, have something to say? I wanted to throw out a quote. Go ahead. Can I do that? Yeah. Um, one of the favorite quotes here was, it's blood spatter analysis, not splatter. I love that one. I love That's the great. detail in that. And I like lizard brain. Yes. <laughs> We've been back. saying that the whole season. I just felt like the writers were like, they, they were at their last nerve. Somebody talking to them was like, yeah, I like the Dexter's a blood splatter analysis. Oh, I really like the Dexter's a blood splatter analysis. They're like writing in a line, spatter. <laughs> All right. Where, where can we find everybody? You can find me at Sean underscore Overman on Twitter. You can find me at at I am Dana at I am Dana L. Wilson on Twitter on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash I am Dana L. Wilson. You can find me at the club. <laughs> you can find oh me at, at Stephen Lemieux on Twitter. You're on a roll <laughs> today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am at JJ Jorgens or my website's JJJorgens.com. Uh, you can follow me at Koppel from Air, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And thank you for joining us. Woo! Evening. Thank Woo. you. Yay. Thanks, Dana. From You're Bing.com, welcome. executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.